Now, one of the keys for 2,000 years that we have been taught is you got to know how to read the Bible. It helps that you study Greek and Hebrew because the scriptures of the Old Testament in Hebrew, the New Testament in Greek, we have to understand the meaning of the words and the context of the times. If you don't, this is why we need a church. Because otherwise, everybody has their own interpretation. And this one is pretty clear that if you interpret it as a literalist reading, oh, well, Jesus had brothers. But wait a minute. Didn't we just hear Paul say in the opening line, brothers and sisters, in your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding blood. Does, is this his biological brothers and sisters? Probably not. In fact, we know it wasn't. He was writing at that point in the first reading that we wrote um, in the letter to the Hebrews. So the History Channel, I remember watching a while ago, and there is this big burly scholar from Bob Jones University, and he's bellowing out, of course we know Jesus had brothers and sisters, says so in the Bible. Well, yeah, if you're not going to look at the context if you're not going to look at the meaning of the original language, if you're not going to look at the definition of brothers and the fact that they don't even have a word for that in the original language, then, yeah, you're going to come to that conclusion. You know, several places in the Bible said Jesus had brothers, but these are most likely Jesus's relatives and not the sons of Mary. Why? Okay. The word brother in the Greek is adelphos. And that means any close relative. There is no word for cousin in Hebrew. And this is one of the aspects. Are we able to? Okay. See if my speaker is on. Okay. Then we have an understanding that there's no word for the word cousin in Hebrew. Lot. Remember Lot from the Old Testament? Lot is called Abraham's brother in Genesis 14, 14, but his nephew in Genesis 11:27. You can't be both your brother and your nephew, at least biological brother. Spiritual brother, sure. These brethren are never called the children of Mary. Only Jesus is. Only Jesus, and we just read it right here, is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary? Nobody else is called a child of Mary but Jesus. You know, in fact, another place people argue two names that are mentioned are James and Joseph. It even says, well, wait a minute, you're wrong, Father Chris. If you go to the Bible, it says James and Joseph, the brothers of Jesus and the sons of Mary. Oh, wow, that wipes out any Catholic belief in Mary being a perpetual virgin. That denies the Catholic faith. That denies our dogmatic teaching. Because it says, James and Joseph, the brothers of Jesus, the sons of Mary. But Father, you just said it doesn't ever mention in the Bible that any children were the sons of Mary. Now you say they are. 
It's a different Mary. If you read ahead, you'll see that this Mary is the wife of Clopas, not Mary, the wife of, of um, Joseph. And so St. Jerome said these children of Mary were from Mary of Clopas, Jesus' aunt and his mother's sister, making them cousins. And that word was used in the original language for not just biological brothers, but any close relative. Makes perfect sense. Jesus would never have given Mary to John on the cross had Jesus had any natural brothers. If Jesus had any natural brothers, he could not have given Mary to John on the cross because we know John was not Jesus's biological brother. So if Jesus had biological brothers, he would have given them Mary from the cross. Mary would have been given to them. So we have to look at this. You know, brother is described as biologically unrelated people all over the Bible. Let's look at this. Romans 8.29 says, For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. All right, what about Hebrew? Hebrews 2.11 says that he who consecrates and those who are being consecrated all have one origin. Therefore, he is not ashamed to call them brothers. So here, they're calling Jesus anybody that is consecrated brothers. Doesn't mean biological. All right. Jesus says, you know, we know this. Who are my brothers? Who, are my, who is my mother? We know that from another passage. It's those who do the will of God. Jesus is not undermining his mother. She was his natural mother, but became the mother of God by doing the will of God. All right? One who does the will of my father is my brother, my sister, my mother. Did you just hear that? Jesus just gave the answer. Anyone who does the will of my father is my brother, my sister, my mother. Hence the use of the term, the brothers of Jesus. This means obedience to the Father creates relationships greater than any natural family bond. I think this is very important. Jesus' spiritual brothers and sisters are us, the adopted children of God. If Jesus is the natural son of God and we are the adopted sons of God, that makes us brothers and sisters. Those who have been baptized enter into a new family, a family of saints. You know, the early martyrs, um, you know, used to say a Christian's only relatives are the saints. So Jesus changes this order of relationships and knows that true kinship is not flesh and blood. True kinship is the spirit. If we all have God as our father, that makes us brothers and sisters. His family becomes our family. So basically, Jesus is saying that the work of redemption is more important than even our natural family relationships. That's why he says, unless you hate your mother or your father, you can't be my disciple. That doesn't mean disdain or you're 
you know, despise. It means to love less. You have to love God most. And so this is very important. So anyway, I finish by whenever we get the letters uh, that say Jesus had brothers and sisters, so you don't know what you're talking about. Mary could not have been a virgin. Well, most of these are non-Catholic Protestants or evangelicals. But here's what's interesting. Do you know that Mary's perpetual virginity was accepted by all the fathers of the Protestant Reformation? It's really amazing how Mary just kind of got thrown into the gutter after the Protestant Reformation, yet that's not what the Protestant Reformation claimed. Protestant Reformation never rejected Mary. That came afterwards. What about Zwingli? You remember the fathers of the Protestant Reformation, John Calvin, Martin Luther, Zwingli? Here's what Zwingli said. I firmly believed she remained a virgin, pure and intact, in childbirth and also after childbirth for all eternity. That is the father of the Protestant Reformation, saying Mary was a perpetual virgin. Well, <clears throat> Father, this is, this, is, this is not what the Bible says. Well, you know what? Any question or doubt to Mary's perpetual virginity never existed for hundreds and hundreds of years. And then when it did come up, it was a heresy. She's always been called the Blessed Virgin. Well, wait a minute, Father. In Matthew 125, it says she remained a virgin until she gave birth to a son and named him Jesus. Remember, again, the, this is why it was so important that we took Greek and Hebrew in seminary. Because if you understand the Greek and the Hebrew, you got to go back into the original language. A same meaning of the word until. We use the word until that, okay, I, was, I owned a business until I became a priest. In the English language, we use until to mean at a certain point of time, the first part stopped and completely ended. And then a new period began. So I owned a business until I became a priest. Now I no longer do. That's how we understand until in the language of English. In the original Greek and the Hebrew, they don't use that word. The word until, translated until, says nothing, nothing about what came after. It only says up until this point. So Mary remained a virgin up until the point she gave birth to a son. In the original language, it does not teach. There is no word that then says it was the opposite afterwards. So sure, Mary was a virgin until she gave birth to Jesus, but it doesn't say that after she gave birth to Jesus, she wasn't still a virgin. There's no meaning in the word until in the Greek and the Hebrew like that. Okay, another one, I mean, well, how do you know this? Okay, well, I can dispute that. 1 Corinthians 15.25 says, Jesus must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. That just proves my point. If Jesus reigns only until he puts his enemies under his feet, that means after he puts his enemies under his feet, he no longer reigns? So if anybody says to you, it says Mary was a virgin until the birth of Jesus, you say, okay, 1 Corinthians 15, 25 says, 
Jesus will reign until he puts his enemies under his feet. Are you telling us that after Jesus puts his enemies under his feet, he will no longer reign? Well, no, he will continue to reign. Well, it says until. It says he will reign until he puts his enemies under his feet. Again, what that means is only up to that point. Jesus reigns, and then he will put his enemies under his feet. It does not mean afterwards he doesn't reign. And so that's the message. Or here's another good one. Matthew 28, 20. What does Jesus say? I am with you always until the end of time. Does that mean at the end of time, Jesus will no longer be with us? Does that mean that Jesus is with us until the end of time and that he will no longer be with us? That's the meaning of the word until. So Jesus will be with us until the end of time, meaning he will no longer be with us afterwards. Impossible. Again, because the meaning of the word until in the original Greek and Hebrew means something entirely different. And so these are the things they teach us in seminary that I'm so disheartened when it's never preached from the pulpit because then our Catholics lose faith. Our Catholics are pulled away. Our Catholics are drawn to these other religions. I, I've always told the story that I had a good friend in school and he called me out of the blue, uh, shocked that I was a priest. <laughs> And uh, we went to school together. And he says, I can't believe you're a priest. And I said, neither can I. And, uh, and he says, yeah, I stopped going to church long ago. And because he was Catholic. And he says, I stopped going to church long ago. I just can't worship Mary. I had to leave. Worshiping Mary is wrong. I couldn't do it. How can you be a priest? How can you worship Mary? I said, yeah, we worship Mary. I wouldn't be Catholic either. The thing is, we don't worship Mary. There's not one single encyclical, papal bull, apostolic exhortation, anything ever written in the history of the church that says we worship Mary. We honor her. Hyperdulia. We give her an honor for being the vessel by which God sent his son. That is not worship. And so I feel so bad because many, many people leave the church because we simply don't know the teaching of our faith. So let's pray. Pray that our eyes will be open to know the truth. And again, this is why we need a church. Because it is the church that teaches us the meaning of these scriptures. If you don't have a church to tell you the meaning of brothers and sisters, then you will just read that and say, Catholic Church is all messed up. Mary couldn't have been a perpetual virgin. But the answer, as we just gave it, shows she can. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.
please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.